0: Welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpho I've got Tim D'Aless here, my co-host. Yeah, this is your number one South African cricket podcast. We had a podcast earlier in the week where we were talking about the massive changes that Shukri Conrad has done to the test team. Uh, Tim and I had to go through pretty much, I think we had like 10 different topics coming out of that press release that happened on the previous Friday. So on this Friday... It's two days before um, the West, well, three, four days because the, the test match starts on Tuesday, the West Indies series goes. So we're wanting to give you a bit of a preview uh, of what the West Indies are going to look like because it's been years since they've been to South Africa um, and 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 also just preview the series. Uh, they've come out of a really great series out of Zimbabwe, which is really awesome. We're going to be talking about that. We've got a really lovely guest. But Tim, I'll check in with you. How are you doing? Um there's a World Cup semi-final happening in a couple of hours um, that we're probably going to be scared for our lives. But how are you feeling? Um,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about that game. I'm nervous about that game, which is why I'm glad we, we are taking our minds off it just, just for the moment to focus on, on the best format in the world, Test cricket. I'm glad we, we are just readjusting off uh, focus slightly, but I- I'm good, dude. I'm good. Looking forward to this new um, Proteas setup and what's what's what they are likely to see. But this will be the first set of time that we see the the red ball format of Proteas mm. under the new REM gene. So it'll be. We've seen the white ball. We've seen what what Shuki wants to do, and 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 the Proteas in general want to do in terms of the shorter formats. Now it's now time to see what's going to happen with the longer format.
0: Yeah, look, it, it was quite interesting. I think 18 months ago we were in the West Indies and uh, we brought in Cal Verena, we brought in Keegan Peterson, and all, all these other guys. Um, and the West Indies were going through a little bit of a of a change in their in their team. Now they're coming to South Africa and we've got a completely different side um, that 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 played in that West Indies uh, tour. Some people still there, but it's largely it's like a shock but anyway um we have a guest tim i'll allow you to introduce him and then we will start again um so obviously when we
1: have tours here, yeah, we play oppositions we always want to get chats with the opposition get, get an input on 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 what they think of their, of their teams um you know we're very sort of opinionated with, with our own uh our own team Um, So, obviously, I thought I would get in the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, which I'm sure many of our listeners will be familiar with. Um, So, the the co-host of that, we've got Mash. Um, He is incredibly resourced and incredibly knowledgeable about West Indies cricket as a whole. So, it should be a
0: very interesting conversation. Is this bring Mash on uh, to talk about the West Indies? Last time we spoke to him was the last tour we had um, going into the Caribbean. And Mash, this is my. How are you doing, my man?
2: I, I, I'm doing good, you know. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the last time the two sides locked horns, the tables were turned somewhat, in so much as. South Africa were a team in the ascendancy, and we were trying yeah. to take stock of where we're at. So it's it's quite it's it's been a quite interesting, what eighteen months or so, um, yes, it has. that tour, um, yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued to see what you two are gonna say and what you think because on paper, this should be more even than <laughs> than than people might think, but. That's on paper in reality who knows what's gonna happen
0: <laughs> but, but but that's that's the thing and I think let's start from there right the last 18 months have been quite interesting for the West Indies in, in in essence it's probably across all three formats I think in the in the in the white ball games white ball formats you've kind of gone on a bit of a downward trajectory but in the red ball you've somewhat may have made some gains uh we look at that test series against England where you just took them to the cleaners and you were the reason Baz Ball was introduced to the world. So thank you very much. Um, and, and obviously, uh, I, like it, it, it has been very good. Obviously come out of Zimbabwe and, and, and it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's Zimbabwe. And I'm not saying it's Zimbabwe, but they are a test playing nation. They do have Gary balance in there. have a really, um, they're a really tough team to beat in, in Zimbabwe and you've done really well there. What's changed? Um, <laughs> we saw yes yeah, it's, it's i think south
2: africa and again we i think everything that we say today probably has to be underpinned by what happened on that last tour right i think south africa in the caribbean caught us at a time where we were still in the midst of trying to find our identity as a test play inside we knew we were improving but when South Africa pitched up in 2021, I think it was a reality check of how far in our improvement we'd gone, if that makes sense. So um, I think some felt like, oh, wow, like we, we'd, we'd whitewash Bangladesh in Bangladesh. And I know some people try and poo-poo that and be like, oh, it's just in Bangladesh. But we've seen bigger nations in the West Indies go to uh, Bangladesh and be unable to pull out uh, a result. So we'd whitewash Bangladesh in Bangladesh, a Sri Lanka at home. And we'd looked kind of like an obdurate side, hard to hard to break down and win easily. <coughs> and then, then South Africa yeah. turned up and their their pace attack dealt with us swiftly. <laughs> it's the best way, it's the best way <laughs> to explain it. And I think that was a super reality check in so much as saying, Oh, we've still got a long way to go here. We've still got to work on certain aspects of our game. And out of that series, we went on to Um, I think we drew with Pakistan. Um, We beat England. We beat Bangladesh Mm. at home. We've just come off beating Zimbabwe. Obviously, we lost to Australia, but you kind of have to... Losing to Australia and Australia, you kind of have to mitigate that one. They're the best team in the world,
0: test cricket right now. It's no shame. So
2: so we kind of just chalk that one off and charge that one to the game. So as we go into the South Africa series, the one thing we know for certain now in, in test Cricket for West Indies is we have an identity. Um it's not it's not baseball, it's not thrilling, um, it's not watch a minute, but it is we're hard to beat. And I think if we're being realistic about test cricket and the different nations in Test cricket in, in 2023, you just have to find your identity and be happy with who you are. We know deep down we're never gonna be a top three nation in Test cricket, really and truly, given our resources, but we can we can bat above our station. We can cause some upsets, and I think Santoki and I said the other day on an episode that as much as England have coined Basball now, mm. and as much as they've memory hold what we did to them last year in the Caribbean, that was still a that was still a momentous victory in the context of the resources of the two sides and and, and so on and so forth. Right. So we to all of that's to say that we head into this South Africa series. With and I'm, these are famous last words. I don't even want to say it, but <laughs> I, I, I have to. We we, yes, we head into it. this South <laughs> we head into this South Africa series with our best chance since South Africa's readmission of actually ooh. competing properly. Of um, ah um, wait yeah, see see
0: uh uh-uh. the Laura you know, teams was Carl uh, Hooper. Yeah, but South Africa still smashed
2: us. Yeah, but they still smashed us though. I know. So right? I, no. I, think, I think there's the last time we won in South Africa was, I think it was 2000 and uh, was it 2008? I think Dwayne seven. Bravo 2007. Uh, T- 2000- uh, yeah, DJ Bravo had to take over as an emergency captain. I think Chris Gayle bust bust his hand <laughs> in one of the tests, and we somehow pulled out at the time that was seen as a surprising Test match. Test match Mm. victory, I think Dwayne Smith might have hit a century On that tour and so on and so forth We haven't won in South Africa Granted we haven't been there in a long time But the disparity Between between the two sides And again, famous last words Has probably never been this small On a Mm. South Africa tour On paper though (laughs) I just say on paper I don't know what that means (laughs) In reality
1: (laughs) I, I think you're right though I think you're absolutely right. I mean if you look at it, if you look at the 15 test matches, you've lost 14 and you've won one. Those losses, the majority of them were by an innings.
0: Yeah.
1: Or or 400 runs. They were enormous, enormous yeah. losses. I, I think you I think this is your best chance. I, I think that, I think the changes that you've made behind the scenes are good. I think behind the scenes, generally, that they are in the right direction. I think this is, and you can say it, you've played all these test matches in the high felt, lost them all, that shouldn't be in your favour. But I do, I do genuinely, genuinely agree with you. The question I have to ask though is, what are you going to do about the balance of your side? Because you have the same problem, you have the same problem as South Africa. You don't have a out-and-out all-rounder that can slot in at the number seven and say, he is 100% nailed on. So what's, what is, what is the solution to that? South Africa have that, have that problem at the moment. You guys, I I think, also have that problem. I think there's too much reliance on somebody like Holder, it needs somebody else to, to do that what are, what are you what are your thoughts
2: i wish i had the answer i i really do <laughs> um i think first and foremost and then and we'll probably get into this further on in the episode but there's quite there are quite a lot of similarities between where south african cricket has been in the last year um and some of the challenges south african cricket has faced and 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 the west indies cricket team and uh our kind of geopolitics around the caribbean but um <sighs> I don't want to say it's a talent pool issue. I don't want to say that as I start off by saying that. But what what I mean is you kind of need, and I'm again, I'm intrigued to see what you both say in response to this in the South African context. In order to pick a better balanced side, you have to have selectors that are progressive in their thinking and are willing to not go down the horses for courses route rather than, I guess, saying, right, there is the... There is the batter we are going to invest in, or there is the one all-rounder we are going to invest in. We t- tend to have a horses for courses approach. So, for example, Jason Holder, I don't need to kind of uh, go over his resume, well known. At this point in Jason Holder's career, he should probably be the all-rounder in the side, whether that means batting at six, whatever that might may be, right, to balance out the side. His batting has fallen off him in, in test cricket in recent times. Maybe that's why they don't do it. Carl Mayers is also an all rounder. His bowling is very good. And I actually think he'll have a very good time of it in South Africa. If it's swinging about, oh, no, I think we know. We watch it. Yeah, I think, he's going to be called, yeah <laughs> I think he'll be causing quite significant problems. If there's any hint of swing, I think South African batters will be. Carl Mayers will, may well put them under pressure, uh, testing their edge, right? But. Mayer's bat's in the top five, so he's not balancing out the side either, right? You then have Raymond Reefer, who's come up through the domestic scene as an all-rounder. He's now batting at number three. You have Ruston Chase. You can see the theme I'm playing <laughs> with here. You have Ruston Chase, who is classed as an all-rounder. He's batting at number six, but his all-round numbers don't justify him being an all-rounder. And I don't know, maybe my knowledge of world cricket isn't deep enough, but I don't know how many sides... Have so many players who they're not bits and pieces players because that would be to denigrate them, but it's not exactly your traditional balance test side where you go, Those are the five batters, there's the all rounder, there's the wicket keeper, and here's the bolt. Like, I'm not, and I'm not saying it must be like that, but you can go too far the other way, and then you end up with a side that is slightly on balance one way or the other. And I say that for West Indies, whereas I think South Africa have had a far deeper problem with it but with less players so to speak like every time i look at a south african side there's always that debate about so who's playing in that particular number seven spot and how does that help or hinder the side um, and so on and so forth so we have our own issues but in a slightly different way
0: yeah look i I think the issue with south africa is that i'm surprised when you speak about this because i'm listening like four all-rounders in the top six that means you can carry extra batters (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and that's been our issue in South Africa. Obviously, we've been blessed with Jacques Callas, who batted at three. He bowled mm. well. And it allowed the team to carry an extra batter around the world, right? And, and, and that extra batter was going to bat at six. You have your wicketkeeper at seven. You have your four bowlers. And Jacques made the five.
2: Mm. And that's
0: the problem we've had. And I think for the, ever since he's retired, we've been trying to find somebody who can not bat at three, just bat at, like, at seven be a mm. capable seven, and and, and and give us some overs. We've tried Vian Mulder, but his batting hasn't worked out well. Marco Janssen is kind of that guy, but he's too new, and you kind of need a progressive selector to say yes, but I think a lot of people think he's an eight, not a seven, and he's mm. he's, he's an emerging talent as a quick as also. so you don't want to kill that part of his game. Um, in this tour, which is going to be fun, we've gone back to Vian Mulder, who's had his time in, in, in the UK, and he's played really well there. Um, but then we've got in Senoran Mutasami who you'll remember from the last time we went to India before this. Wait, we haven't been to India since 2019, right? You're um, Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so the last time we in India, Senan Muthusamy was the all-rounder as the second spinner in the side or third spinner, and mm. he batted at seven, and um, he scored a 50, a fighting 50, um, in a losing cause, and I think he played another game and he, he gave us a young 50. But since then, domestically, um, his batting's been okay. It hasn't been shooting the lights out. From a South African perspective, we have all-rounders, but they sit on one side of the fence. It's either you're too good a batter for us mm. to use you as a fifth bowler, or you're too good a bowler, you're, you're a bowler, but you can't bat, en- can't bat well enough. And so that's been the balance issue in, this, in, this, in, this, in, the, in the side. And so we've been looking for a stopgap somewhere along the way. Whereas, and and to a point where a lot of us were saying, actually, look, we can terrorize teams around the world with just four bowlers, three quicks and a spinner. We can terrorize them, just play the extra batter. Like Mm -hmm. Jacques Callas' era is gone. Um, And so that's been the the back and forth. But I think now, coming to the series, it's going to be, I think you might see um, Shukri Conrad give, either Vian Moda or Senran Mutisami that chance at seven. And you kind of need to give them time. You need to give them a year in the game. But we only play two test matches in this coming year. So it's, it's frustrating. it's been a frustration. But I'd rather be in your situation where I've got guys who scored test hundreds. Because And Tim was saying to me before he we, before we joined, no one in that South African side has scored a test hundred since 2021. Mm-hmm. since before we went to the West Indies. Mm-hmm. The last person to score 100 was Aidan Markham, and that was in Pakistan, before Pakistan. we came to the West Indies. So we've got deeper problems from a batting perspective, over and above the fact that we need an all-rounder. But at this point in time, we're comfortable just playing seven proper batters and going with four quicks, and hopefully Aidan Markham, if we need a spinner, he can bowl. Dean Alga doesn't want to bowl himself anymore, but he can bowl a little bit, and you can patch it up together. Whereas I think that's where you were 18 months ago, mm. where Kyle Mayers was emerging. You had like a bit part bowlers, but Jason Holder was the guy. Mm. Um, now we're just yeah the other way around. We're just looking for an all rounder.
2: Can I just uh, interject there, uh, mm-hmm. Tim, before we come in and just yeah, say yeah. that? Of
0: course. Yeah, when
2: we because I always when I kind of look back over the West Indies' progress in Test cricket over the last 18 months. I've, and obviously South Africa went to England, they had a bad time of it, went to Australia. Had I still maintain South Africa had an even worse time of it in Australia than we did. Um, but uh, they had a bad time of it. And I just wonder, with South African kind of cricket media, two questions I've got for you. Was there a bit of an overreaction to those defeats in England and Australia, given that it's not like South Africa are getting beaten at home? If, if, if you see what I mean. So it's, it's, it's not like it's been defeat, 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 defeat. In, in like, yeah, they lost to England, they lost to Australia. Okay. Kind of caught England in that perfect storm of baseball and Australia are Australia in home conditions. Maybe the margin of defeat was the issue, right? But secondly, mm. look, again, going back to that last time we played South Africa in the Caribbean, I kept making this point and not everyone agreed. So I'm intrigued to where you to lie on it. You take Quinton de Cock out of that last series in the Caribbean and it's a lot closer than it actually looks. South Af- Don't get me wrong, South Africa probably would still win 2-zip, uh, but it would have been a much closer 2-zip. So I just wonder, how much is it Quinton's absence which has really caused all of this? Or was, was Quinton, I guess, let me rephrase that, was Quinton papering over the cracks, and this was always the issue anyway, or is it that Quinton's absence has just opened up a whole heap of um, concerns for South Africa, that has led to now where we're starting all afresh now and West Indies are the first team to face whatever the whatever South Africans version of Bazball or our grind ball is going to be, we're the first, we're the first guinea pigs to face it <laughs> um, Quinton de Kock was papering over the cracks I'll, 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 I'll,
1: it's, it's, it was simple that top six have been batting poorly for seven years 6 or 7 years yeah. that top 6 has been rubbish for 6 or 7 years it has had a succession of batting coaches batting consultants uh, directors of cricket coaches assistant coaches experts coming in um spinning camps we've had spinning camps for for days um and nothing has worked absolutely nothing has worked so as you could say that those losses in Australia and England, on their own in isolation, were overblown. Yes, perhaps in that in that particular moment when the the loss came through in in the manner. But over the last six or seven years, understandable, hmm. very 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 much understandable, and the changes that that have happened for this series had to happen, both mm. in terms of the backroom staff and in terms of the personnel. They definitely had to happen. There had to be some kind of a rejig, some mm. kind of a restart. You could argue, you could definitely make an argument that Carl Verena, who was... This, there were two two hundreds last year, one from Carl Verena, one from Saul Ervia. You could argue that Carl Verena was hard done by
2: mm.
1: averaged in the early 30s had just started to make a name for himself had just managed to just about settle in that purchase setup you could just you could you could make an argument for him staying in but everybody else absolutely not uh the Carlos Ondos the Rafael dosantos um we, we interviewed Saul on this podcast we, we are fans of Saul um but we can definitely see the idea of wanting to to score, wanting to move in a slightly different direction. So, yeah. to answer your question, Quentin Ducock's retirement has definitely had an, had an effect. But his runs when he was making them was doing nothing to our top six. It was, it was giving us false hope that our top six could actually average in the 40s. That was, that was that was the problem.
0: That padding. Um, <laughs> we make it sound like, that, but, I, but it, it is the truth, um, Matt. But that's that's essentially what it is. So we it's 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 a new look team, but it's not a new look team because some of the guys have been there. Um, mm. You know, there's a change in leadership, which is something that we're going to be intrigued by because the old captain is going to be standing at first slip. Mm. Um, and the new captain's going to be at uh, cover or Miran, like Timber likes to be. Um, so that's going to be that little drama situation happening there. But I think, I think, I think for me, it's the with the selection. It, it shows the intent. It's a okay. We're going aggressive. I don't know how aggressive, but we're going mm. aggressive. And it was mentioned in the presser that um, we need to be batters. Domestic batters need to be accounting. For their strike rates when they're scoring runs in domestic cricket. And it's like, oh, okay, that sounds very familiar to somebody in the UK. Mm. However, from your West Indies side, looking at that side, obviously there's new faces coming through. Um, there's Chanderpool, there's Motty. You also mentioned Raymond Reefer. Um, for some of our fans who don't know the three of them, and maybe the guys I've, I've missed out, Um, Because every time West Indies came, they always recycled same guys. I was surprised Dwayne Smith wasn't here. Um, Or even Devin Smith, actually. Um, (laughs) But let's talk about young Chandler Paul and and Motti as well, because I think Motti might have a fun time with our guys. Um, Yeah, like, is it Tejinarain, I think? Tejinarine. Tejinarine. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, so, (laughs) again, when I tell you this, I'm going to watch your reactions to see if you can again draw some parallels with with, with your own. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Taj um obviously, yeah, Shiv, etc., et etc. Cetera, et cetera. But Taj was one of the few kind of names in our okay, let's start again. our domestic cricket scene isn't good, okay? That's the first thing that people need to know. And I know there'll be, some, there'll be some listeners from the Caribbean or West Indies fans who will listen to this and go, MASH, don't say that. Stop denigrating our cricket. But it's not good. We don't play enough cricket for a start in terms of red ball cricket. Our numbers aren't good enough um, to justify... If a man is averaging 33, right, in, listed, mm. in first-class cricket, you already know there's going to be a struggle when they get to test cricket, right? So
0: mm.
2: averaging 33 in first-class cricket in the Caribbean effectively, that gets you a test cricket spot. There's no one averaging 40. So let's not even talk about 40s, right? That's not, that's not even coming into the conversation. You might get the odd one or two where I can say they're averaging high 30s, right? So that's an issue in and of itself. So when you have that to play with in terms of batting at the domestic level, I always say you have to use the eye test. You can't rely on numbers alone. You've got to be able to look at a player and say there's something in that player. Yes, OK, the numbers might not, on paper, warrant a selection, but you can clearly see there is some talent there that, or attributes that suggest they may be able to adapt to the rigours of Test cricket. I think we've been way too conservative in our selections for, for God knows how long. Um, but Tej, for me personally, should have got his call up at least, at least a year and a half ago. Not because his numbers stood out more than anyone else, but maybe, sorry, not maybe, m- mainly because others had been tried and retried. The last time South Africa came, who did we have opening? Kieran Powell. Kieran Powell has mm. been recycled so many times, right, that there's only so many times you can recycle a player before you have to go into the domestic scene and identify, OK, we can't work with the numbers, but who looks good? Who looks like they? And that was Tej, right? So about a year and a half ago two years ago to me it was obvious that's the person you have to invest in he may initially struggle but we got to we got to try something different right it's taken our selectors about two years to work that out and even then tage only got a look in because john campbell who we had recycled um mm. fell victim to a a, a drug testing uh, whereabouts violation so he's banned from international cricket so tage was never even supposed to play yet if you see, I mean, he's it's just good fortune that he's managed to go get into the side. He went to Australia, entered the Lions Den, um, probably the toughest place to tour, um, mm. in world cricket at the moment. Somehow, um, came out with an average of 40 plus in Australia, took that to Zimbabwe, and then hit a maiden, not hit a maiden, yeah, hit his maiden double ton. And I, what I said to people about the Zimbabwe knock, as much as some people wanted to try and say it's only Zimbabwe, listen some of the greatest players in the world will end their careers with no double-ton. Everyone always yes. likes to pretend when it's a certain team that it doesn't matter. But I always say, like, if you're good, you're good. It don't matter who the attack is. The runs still have to be made, right? So he is mm. made an unbeaten double-ton in, in Zimbabwe. South Africa will pose the next test, right? Now, it yeah. could well be that Nokia Rabada, Janssen and Cole really unsettle him. And cast doubts about his ability to cope. But I'm not bothered by that. Because that's all part of the learning curve. Okay. So what Tage does for, Seoul, for South African fans listening. What you'll see from Tage, the, the simplest thing you'll see. Is a willingness to occupy the crease. And le- mm. that's enough for me to work with. That's already enough. <laughs> An and, <laughs> and, and ability to tough it out. Um, he's got a very good awareness of his off stump. Um mm. Has he got an expansive game? Maybe, but he's not there yet, if you see what I okay. mean. So we work with the basics that he has got, which is that he mirrors Craig Brathwaite, an ability to kind of like your equivalent of a Dean Elger, an ability mm. to just tough it out. Just tough it out. You're not always going to get on top of the bowlers, but are you willing to tough it out? And tasia has got that, so signs are promising. Uh, in terms of Raymond Reefer, again, <sighs> oh, <no. sighs> this is South Africa's fault. So <laughs> I'll tell you why this is South <laughs> Africa's fault. In, uh, in 20, When South Africa came in 2021, um, I think Norkier, uh hit Bonner on his head um, and Bonner got a concussion. N- Nkrumah Bonner got a concussion mm. um, and he missed the rest of the series. Nkrumah mm. Bonner averages 38 in test cricket from his 15 test matches for the West Indies. Not bad. But there is now a kind of narrative in West Indian cricket that he can't face fast bowling. So despite us having a batter who has come into the side um, and averaging 38, we've dropped him because the notion has set in that Nokia and Robada will deal with him quickly so that we've not taken him. It's a really backwards thinking. It's a really backwards thinking because my argument is how do you get better at playing high pace if you don't play high pace? You don't get better by sitting at home. <laughs> so mm. so we we've, we've dropped him. Uh, and Raymond Reefer has been the beneficiary. Is Raymond Reefer a test match number three? No. Um, it would be the equivalent of you. Where's Ryan Rickleton going to bat? Oh, probably, Rick- probably five if he, right. b- he plays. Yeah. So Where's Tony
0: batting then if he's batting at five?
1: Well, I'm I'm. I'm saying it's a choice between him and uh, Tony. Let me just okay. take my team. Just, I've I've got my team yeah. Let me just. me just take my team. Um, yeah. So actually, I've I've got Ryan at six, Tony at five, Ryan at six.
0: Yeah,
2: where does Ryan bat in? Where does Ryan bat in domestic cricket?
0: He opens the button. higher. Oh, higher. Yeah. Okay, so maybe yes. that
2: maybe that similarity doesn't work. But I I guess what I was going to say is it would be the equivalent of bringing in a new player, and I just said Ryan Ripleton. Uh, mm. As an example, and then just saying, right, mm. you're going to go first drop in, in on on test match debut. You're going first drop. Um, and Raymond Keegan Reefer, Peterson in,
0: and, in West Indies. Say again? He Peterson Peekerton. in the West Indies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Hmm? Right. And Raymond Reefer's test match career isn't um, he hasn't doesn't he doesn't have the volume of matches for me to justify batting at number three given that up until the last year his career was as an all-rounder think of like a lesser Jason Holder and I say that Mm. with respect right um so it's in and this is why now you now now you might connect the dots why I said we've got too many all-rounders because how have we ended up with someone that I'm calling a lesser Jason Holder now being our test match number three whilst we've actually dropped the test match number three who averages 38 and told him to go home so it does it doesn't it it doesn't make sense on the surface but Reefer got two fifties in Zimbabwe, so you have to give him the chance. For all we know, he'll be a revelation. But again, I look at the, the South African bowling attack, and I'm thinking you're probably going to come under a very stern examination of your technique if you're not really a test match, uh, number three. And then lastly, the other new player that um, South African fans will probably not have seen before is Gudakesh Moti. Um, you're blessed in South Africa. Uh, because you actually have a spinner that you trust, um, in in terms of Maharaj
0: Kesha, and he's um, not going to be playing at you... Sinjur, by the way. But that's fine. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> then there goes my argument. <laughs> 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 but what,
2: what, let me let me let me try and reconstruct my argument. <laughs> when I say you have a spinner that you trust. What I mean is, you'll mm. always be in your squads. You'll always take him, mm. and largely speaking, he'll play right. Yes, yeah. we in the West yeah. Indies chop and change our spinners at will, so you never know as a, a West Indian spinner if you're one test away from a drop or one series away from a drop. So if you go back and look at, um, in fact, who was prob- I'm trying to think, it was the spinner who played against Roston Chase?
0: Play was, 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 oh, of course, the, it, of course, it was Roston Chase, he um, was his, <laughs> um, he's, he's always there. Him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, no, Raheem Corner would have played in one of the tests. Ah, as well, yes, Raheem, right? yes, yeah. He so, did. what we tend to do in West Indies is a spinner gets a series. If they don't perform, drop. Then we go to the next spinner, drop. Then the next spinner. Gudakesh has just ended that Zimbabwe series with what was it 19 wickets? I think he got mm. he effectively was the reason why we won the, 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 the second test. Um, he's a very good bowler, he's new to test cricket, so we shouldn't put too much pressure on him. But I'm intrigued actually, so. I'll come back to you both now. Do you think... You just said that Maharaj won't play it in Centurion, so does that mean we won't play multi then? Are you, are you saying that because it's not a pitch that's susceptible? Basically, I'm trying to get at, do you think South African batters will be susceptible to left arm spin?
1: I think there I, I, I will be. The problem is there's been a lot of rain up there. Mm. And the amount of rain... It's not going to play into, into the likely hurt of us playing Maharaj. I can't right. speak for you guys. I'm just thinking more along our, yep. our, our guys. And, and what Shukri has said. Shukri has, Shukri has said it's a 7-4 for him. Seven yeah, batters, four, four, four fast bowlers, and he wants to knock your block off. Yes.
2: That's, that's essentially...
0: Be prepared <laughs> for the fires, the lightning strikes coming out of, out of the heavens um ah, yeah so he's saying
2: two-day <laughs> two test match
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a test scene, there was a test match in churn where dale Stein took seven wickets in the morning of the, of, of of the test mm. it lasted like 40 minutes and mm. it was against the West Indies. it was jason holder's first test season series as a captain and dale just it's gonna be that um yes. and it was actually the last time you guys were here um mm. but but essentially that's what he's saying and it's, it's not a situation of... I think at the Wanderers, he'll play a spinner. But the question is, he's picked Simon Harmer. And mm. he's also picked Mutasami. So we're thinking that we will we'll carry a spinner. But he's going to be an all-rounder batting at seven. And right. his primary job will be to bat. And he'll only be throwing the ball if Tej Orion has run rampant through. And he's on his way to a double century, century. I think mm. he's just going to go um because even even with the dropping of a lungi giti for a Gerald Pietia he's got mm. four bowlers who can crank it up to 150 so effectively there's no let up from a pace perspective um for the West Indies or from South, from 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 South Africa to the West Indies so that's the plan it's not as though i know that pitch can take spin and it will mm. take spin he does not want to bother you with the fact that we've got Keshav because he thinks he can he can he can bomb you out and
2: But at the one do you think think that's what's gonna happen, by the way?
0: Yes, hundred percent. Yes, so so I just want to go
2: on record now as saying this will not be a close (laughs) test match. And (laughs) actually (laughs) actually it will be business as
0: usual. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the thing, right? The three bowlers we know of Marco Jansen's good, Kakiso's the best bowler in the world, Ahmed Nokia is now finding a purple patch. That fourth bowler, Gerald Gizia. That's Mm. been the issue with us. He can crank it up to 150, he's just not accurate. But he's finding some sort of accuracy. So that's the thing. But at the Wanderers, it's going to be different. Because at the Wanderers, he is planning on playing a spinner. You've got Salman Hama, Keshav Maharaj, and Mujisani. He has to pick one. So that's the whole... Because we're all sitting there going, but you're going this all-rounder route. Why did you have to pick a third spinner? So Mm. effectively, that role is now up in the air, up for grabs, essentially. And it's
1: going to, it's it, going to come down to that. Yeah. Essentially what he said is I want to find somebody for number, for number seven. I'm not sure who it is. Mm. I know who my top six are. I know who my bottom four are, that number mm. seven spot, which is why he's got all of these all-rounders, uh, on the face of it, it looks weird. It looks weird to picking all three spinners, but it's because two of them he sees mm. as all-rounders. But I also
0: wouldn't Ash. put a pass I also wouldn't put a pass in Africa losing seven wickets to Modi. I, I wouldn't mm. put a pass. And, e- exactly. and exactly. And he uh, could bring I- you in because we struggle with left arm wrist spinners, which I think that's what he is. Mm. Um, well, spin. domestic well, so cricket just struggles. The top wicket taker in our country is a spinner that's Simon Hammer. Currently, he was top wicket taker last year. It just doesn't change. And I think the guy before him was Sean von Berg. Uh, he never got a, a game in the approaches and he's a leg spinner. So there's always a chance. It's just the only problem is that when you're up against it and you've really been blown away by, for like uh, cheaply, it's really hard to come back into a game using a spinner in South Africa.
2: So in many ways, as as much as we're 18 months on from the last series, you could argue that this is a case of the more things change, the more they stay the same because... That series then wasn't really for me about, although South Africa's bowling attack absolutely blew us away, mm. I I still maintain both sides' batting was weak, right? Yes. It's just that South Africa, the better bowling attack. And I just wonder, going into this series, if it's going to boil down to that again. But the, I guess the, the big question mark from my end, and probably I guess it's from your end as well, is given that there's been a revolution in in South Africa's think tank in terms of going forward in Test cricket. I can't tell and I can't say for the Caribbean audience, looking at this test match squad, if South Africa's batting is going to show up. But like, I know we can bowl. So that you know remember earlier on in the show I said I think Carl Mayers will be testing the edge of, of the of your top six. I know that Jason Holder probably will as well. I, I, I Alzari Joseph can crank it. You've just seen him in the SA... SA twenty, so Alzari Joseph can crank it. um Shannon Gabriel, if he plays, can crank it. So I, I think we can fight fire with fire, right? In terms of a bowling attack, I know South Africa's bowling attack will be better. I just don't know how weak South Africa's batting will be, and that's the big question mark for me. I think a big it's the
1: question mark qu- for all of us. I was gonna say it's for it's for all of us. We, we literally have no idea. Um, we saw we saw a, a rejuvenation in, in in our white ball um, series against England. We saw something there. We don't know what we're gonna see in 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 terms of the test cricket. It's all very well using good good language and things. There's a lot of that top six that still have very poor techniques which which really worries worries us. and um, uh, Paul and I agree on this. The fact that Aidan Markham. Has gone back as an opener scares us both. It really scares us both. We know the talent, we're just not. We're just not convinced in any way, shape, or form that mm. he is a test opener. Mm. So that'll be because, interesting.
0: Because in that series against in the West Indies, South Africa were three for one, one for one, three for two yeah. um, r- regularly, and the reason, and that's the reason why they took him out of there because. It was just an open. It was an open hole, mm-hmm. and so we reinsert him back. He's had a great year in T20s. He's had a great batting form in a different format of the game. He's got a coach who backs him really well. So you kind of hope that that's going to translate into a not a thirty and out or a naught and out. And so what could happen? And you know, this that South Africa starts poorly. Is you could have us in a hole because Kima Roach is no slouch. Um mm-hmm. Shannon Graeble is no slouch. Yes, they may have lost pace, um, but they can still get into your your batting lineup and cause problems. And and to a certain extent, that's what my as you say, it's closer on paper. On paper, yes, because that, that top six hasn't scored hundred and eight in two years. Mm-hmm. You know. And so what 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 can what can we do? And the reason why we won that test series in West Indies was the lower middle order. It was Bavuma, yep. It was Rickle, it was Verena who had something at Vian Mulder holding on. The bowlers in Maharaj were doing things. And it might end up being that way if it's, all, it's, it, 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 it's, it's business as usual. But if it's not business as usual um, and there's a rejuvenated team and Aiden Markham has a renaissance, it could be a hiding to nothing.
2: Mm. And actually, maybe you hit the nail on the head because this is the final thing I kind of wanted to, to kind of ask is that we know it's, it's easy for us as West Indians to say what a good series looks like, like just not losing one of the test match <laughs> would mm. be a good series. Right. <laughs> just in terms of the historical context of going to South Africa. So we already know what our benchmark of success would look like. I don't know what the South African benchmark mark of success is. Similar to when we went to Zimbabwe, we knew we were going to win. You know, in, in, let's, in, with all respect to Zimbabwe, we knew if we played properly, we were going to win. So then it was just about the margin of victory. So when we won the second test in two and three quarter days, you can say, oh, that was good because that was a good margin of victory, I guess, right? With South Africa, if you're saying like in Centurion, it's going to be like a pace deck and then they just blow us away and I say this with respect, gents. I'm not trying to diminish what South Africa do, then nothing can be learned then. Because if you just blow us away with pace, well, South Africa have been blowing away teams with pace. Do you, do you know what I mean? So I just wonder what... And then if we... Do you see what I mean? Like, if we then blow you away with pace, but your pace attack is just better, what was the learning point then? Do, do, you, do you see what I mean?
0: So I just... Why... Me,
1: Yes, I that, which is why I want you to play moti. I yeah. really want you to play moti. If you play moti, it gives us a possible learning learning position. Yes. Um, yeah. but it's easy to say, if you play your, your four four-prong pace attack against ours, it 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 it, it, <laughs> it does become a bit sort of um boring if you like.
0: But remember Tim, essentially that's what we do against and it, so my, my, my argument with this is we're at mm. home yeah we know teams struggle with the pace and the bounce and teams that come from slower wickets we wouldn't do this against australia or england we do mm. this against every other team in the world because their wickets are slower and lower right and if india can water half of, half of a pitch okay. and, and leave it dry <laughs> why aren't we allowed to do what <laughs> we do best and that is Unleash, and this is what the coach, Coach Shukri, said, right? He wants to yeah. unleash Gerald Catey on the world, right? So mm. let's unleash the, the fire, you know, and 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 let's see. And it's it's actually quite funny because you know this is the one place where you come to test all your fast bowlers and ask them to crank it up against mm. this the self same team. And I think this is the best, and and this is the best chance of West Indies to cause an upset because. We've seen this team go down. In limited overs, cricket Bangladesh took us out. um, We've lost one-off test matches here and there against Pakistan, against India. Even at Centurion, we tried to do the same thing and it didn't work out. But Mm -hmm. my position's always been, don't go into a test without a spinner. Even if you're not going to use him. Largely because of the fact that you just never know what you might need. And that was Dean Algar's position. The only problem is that we don't have a spinner who can bat and we do they just ostracized him we don't have a spinner that can bat in the top seven and Mm. so that's been the issue that we have but i think this is the final point and we're going to go into predictions it's going to probably come down to the batting and that's why Gudakesh moti is going to be so important because if he gets under the south african skin maybe after roach and gabriel have done the business with the new ball it, it 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 evens it out even more than what it looks like on paper. Because on paper, the South African team is supremely talented. Supremely talented. They just haven't brought it through. Whereas on the other side, and this is the West Indies side, it's not necessarily a talent issue. It's a team that's going to have to work hard. And as you said, you need to be hard to beat. And that's what I'm expecting out of this. It's not going to be, you're not going to roll them over like you did in the West Indies 18 months ago, it's, you're going to have to work for those wickets, which is why maybe I was worried about the way that we were going with all four paces. But to a certain extent, that's what it's going to be. And if the West Indies can give us a grind, that's okay because we want to grind. We haven't had a grind. The India series was very tight. But if you looked at it, you thought, it actually is not as tight as it is because this world-class Indian bowling attack can't come up against this um, the, the South African attack. But it was the batting that got us over the line, even though no one scored 100. So it might be tight, but from my perspective, it has to be a whitewash. We have to win both games and hope that India get penalized for slow overrate so we can make the world face damage. Um, and Australia wake up somewhere along the line. Um, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> does that mean i can do predictions then <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> right so yeah i think i'm going to be sensible uh, my head says two nil defeat um however there is a there is an outside chance maybe it Wanderers. maybe in the second test i don't know it all depends on how the first one goes because in these two match test series if you get blown away in the first test it's so hard to come back Because you're already kind of mentally done after the first test if it's the kind of whitewash one. Um, So I guess a lot depends on how the first test goes. But what I will just do, and this is to try and talk up the West Indies' chances. I think we do have a bowling attack that can compete because South Africa's batting lineup is an unknown at the highest level now, Mm. just in terms of the makeup of it. When we went to Australia, particularly in that first test, the second test I don't count because we had five injuries or four injuries, right? So in the first test, um, in that second innings, I think we had to chase 400 and something to win, 480-odd, and we made 3 Now, some will say you still lost by 170 runs, but three 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 against the Australians chasing 480-something to win when your West Indies and they're Australia, I think was actually not... I think it was marginally That's impressive. Now, in that response... Craig and Tage put on a 116-run uh, partnership without losing the wicket. Similarly, Zimbabwe a couple of weeks ago granted different decks. They put on a 300-and-something on unbeaten-run partnership. This whole test series against South Africa, for me, all depends on the foundation Craig and Tage lay. If they get us into the match and give us something to build on, mm. then I think it tests South Africa's resolve. If South Africa... Nokia, whoever takes the new ball, Nokia, Rabada, Yans, whoever's taking the new ball, if they have us at like 10 for two, yes, yeah, game over. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't think we have the resolve to fight back from that on those kind of tracks. Mm. But if Craig and Tej lay foundations and just put us in the game, then I think it might actually be a lot closer than, than, than people think. And that's the only difference I would say between the two batting attacks. Yes, you've got Dean uh, Dean Elgar, but I actually think in Craig and Tej, we have the more obdurate batters in South Africa. It's only two, but Mm. if if a Dean Elgar lays a foundation, it gives South Africa's batting lineup a chance. If Craig and Tej lay a foundation, and because one of them can go, obviously if one gets out, the other one's still there. If they lay a foundation, it gives us a chance. It'll be very interesting to just look at the foundational construct for both batting lineups and who struggles more when early inroads are made if that makes sense
0: yeah and and, and i think that's yeah. that's where this test match is going to go um, are those the guys you think that the west indies need to win the series what like i was going to ask you like who's the one guy you're looking to if the west indies are going to win this test series <laughs>
2: Craig and Tasia, who we need to not lose the test match. To win a test match, which is different. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, uh, I'm actually gonna call out some of the middle order batters, right? Mm. So you you ju- there's two batters in that top six who are under pressure. Jerome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerome. Jermaine Blackwood is under pressure for his spot. Um, and Carl Mayers is under pressure for his spot with the bat, mm. right? Both of them have the ability to play counter-attacking innings. What I'm fairly certain will happen if they both play is that they will try and... I I think they'll try and fight fire with fire. So if we're like 30 for three, I'm not convinced that Jermaine Blackwood or Carl Mayers says, right, I'm digging him. I think their approach will be, I'm counter-attacking here to try mm-hmm. and put the pressure back on the um, South African bowlers. So I actually am looking at what they do at four and five on those kind of tracks to counterattack. I think and again, kind of maybe reiterate my point, this goes back to my same point but in a different way. Whose middle order can actually show up under yeah. pressure? Because I think both our middle orders will be under pressure. So whose middle order can actually show up with, with the side three down or four down? And they will both be playing they'll both be playing a positive approach.
1: If you compare the five and six They'll both be playing, they'll both not be, be playing in a, 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 a similar, similar way. Um, and, and you saw that from Mayers in the SAA in the game against the Invitational. He made 38 of 34 balls. He didn't say, well, I'm not going to play that particular way. Uh, Final thoughts, South Africa 2-0, I, 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 but I agree. If Chiton Paul, particularly if Chiton Paul gets in, it could be difficult. It could be difficult if we have to keep going back to Rabada, spell after spell after spell, and Chanda is still there. They've got a chance. They've got a chance. I but, I well think,
0: but I do think.
1: But I do think. I do think that we um, we will we will we will, we will take it. We'll take it two 0 and and be a, just too much of it.
0: There's an interesting moment that's going to happen on Tuesday morning. It's around about 9 a.m. or 9.30, um, it'll probably be the, it is the first time, I think, in international cricket where two black men are going to be taking the toss um, in Test cricket. So that is something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm hoping Captain Bavuma comes through over Captain Holder. Um, it should be, but you never know when it comes to South Africa. And South African fans have held on to so many like the Dutch game of the T20 World Cup is like the nearest one and anything can happen man. so please don't <laughs> keep the faith I know it'll be early in the morning for you or like late at night um, but yeah it's, it's, it's what it is but I, if, if Safka doesn't win this 2-0 then we have serious issues but you've got the new manager bounce coming in so it might be really nice the culture and the team might be better than what it was under Mark Boucher so I think that's the good thing that's going to be happening. But MASH, thank you very much for joining us, my man. All the best to your West Indians. And yeah, we'll be chatting soon, probably for the ODI series, because that's another different kettle of fish. Because that's a listen, different West listen.
2: listen, if we win one of the tests, make sure you invite me back on you, though. Know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so thanks for having me guys Sure, thank you Cheers. Very much. Cheers, Cheers, bye. Mm. there you have it that's the West Indies preview was uh, like we spoke a lot more, it was a lot more balanced than our previous previews but Tim thank you very much for joy, for for organizing and yeah remember test match on Tuesday it starts 10 a.m. Centurion it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fire and brimstone and yeah look it is what it is let's get it going. good luck to the Proteas. good luck to West Indies. And yeah, enjoy the cricket from myself and Tim. It's goodbye and le sale